Hey, what's going on, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is the 18th of August, 2021. It's 8 p.m. Got some sprinkles coming down. The storm's coming in, supposedly. And, uh... We could use a little rain people are concerned about it. Cruising through town here, I just went to a place called Well-Crafted Brew Pub. Very nice place. Got a little takeout beer, a little four-pack of an anniversary ale, so very nice place. I haven't gone down. It's actually it's housed. The facility is in the basement of a uh, 411 or 311 Main Street. It's a used to be the Lansdale Center for Performing Arts. We would call it the LCPA. I ran a boot camp in there years ago on a tile floor, like an industrial office building floor. There were it, it, it's a it's an interesting looking place. It's got like scrolls and com, uh, interesting architecture right out front, almost like a Roman architecture, like columns and scrolls, and had a beautiful bar on the third floor, like real hard wood and sturdy, turn-of-the-century shit. So it's a historic building, and they were trying to make it an art center with a um, theater and all this stuff. And make it like a place where you could have live live entertainment and stuff. And they had big dreams for it that were killed by the the town and ultimately decided against it. Anyway, that's where Well Crafted Brewery is in. I used to train there all the time, man. We would friggin' run around like fools, uh, working uh, training in the bowels of this place. There were concrete floors and walls and look like a freaking dungeon or something and pieces of cinder block and concrete that we would lift and dust and asbestos was flying everywhere. I remember my friend Mean Mean Bernadine showed up to try the program and she like walked into the middle of a training there with the Night Pirates, a group that would later become the Night Pirates at the LCPA. And uh, I did it like a 12-minute cadence call, recorded it, I have somewhere, and we were, we were all in the, had beautiful acoustics in there on that tile floor. We were marching in place and singing, and it fucking was crazy. So Well Crafted is in there. It's a beautiful place, and I hope it survives. It's got some nice apartments right across the street, so a lot of people that live there, I'm assuming, are catering to this joint, getting in there and buying some beers and hanging out and look like there's some dorks playing trivia in there. That's pretty cool. Got a little takeout beer on a Wednesday night. It's been a long day. It's been a little bit of a, uh, a weird day at the office there. Just had, had a couple of cancellations, some reschedules, some uh, obviously it's that time of year where people are preparing for finishing off their final vacation days and 
and uh, preparing their kids for school and themselves for work and trying to get through a pandemic and trying to, you know, just function in society with all the craziness that's going on. It's actually pretty weird right now. Like, if you can reference in your mind the time in society right now, if you can reference all of the like post-apocalyptic movies and books that you've read, um, what is the term? Um, utopian, dystopian societies, stuff like that. From the Hunger Games to the Running Man to uh, the Road Warrior and Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome to all these uh, newer incarnations of these these stories, you know, there's elements of it, there's people at odds, there's politicians on the take, struggling to keep power, there's people that are, you know, uh, you know, the society seems to be falling apart, and there's a sense that you could be every man and woman for themselves, you know, orphaned children, and uh, economic, and environmental collapse. I hate to freaking bum you out if you're listening to this podcast, but it's kind of like there are these like themes that are happening in real time that hopefully it's just our imaginations run wild a little bit, but you know, Lake Mead is down however many feet and uh, I had a friend who's in real real estate say that people are going to be businesses and anybody who owns real estate are going to be on the egress from Arizona because they don't have any water. They're running out of water. The Colorado's low. There's a drought out west. There's fucking places on fire. All that shit. And you got this craziness in Afghanistan and political unrest the world across. You got this pandemic. It's like, oh my God. It's every day with this stuff. So, I'm operating a business in this time, and we're doing well, we're thriving, we're helping people. I feel like we're doing some of our best work. And we're all living, you know, we're all, kids are going to school, and everybody's wondering what that's going to look like, and there's my fancy little shiny gym, I've been talking that up, trying to get people back on a health kick, and it's just, it's it's an interesting time, it's truly interesting time. I have a good friend today who I just bid farewell to. She is a young lady and a professional. She's a um, an architect. Graduated a couple years ago, and she's been working. She took a new job out on the West Coast. She's going to San Francisco uh, with a little dog. And I, I've had the opportunity to develop a friendship with her over the past um, year or more. And she's sweet. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's... You know, we, we really, we get along great. And I, she's heading across the country, moving her entire thing, you know, operation out there and working for this new company. And I sure wish her luck, you know. We got kids getting ready to go back to school, getting all shined up and going school shopping like the Oberst kids. And Sam O is doing his football practice and Lily's doing her cheer. She's probably out there. Uh, not tonight. 
but tomorrow she will be. And it's already Wednesday on a busy week, and everything just flies by, right? I don't know if you things are any different for you. I met a new friend. Oh, she's so nice. Her father was a really was my oldest patient, one of my oldest time patients. Funny as hell, terribly inappropriate, really cool and slick. Was a candy man in our air in the tri-state area. Filled up vending machines and countertops with various types of junk food. Had a warehouse locally where he stored all this stuff, and he would go get his inventory and drive it up, drop it off, and that's how he made a living. Like he made a pretty good living at it. Drive, I mean, drove the tires off of cars. He had minivans. He would drive these fucking minivans until they died hundreds of thousands of miles on them. He was a good father. He was like a, he had a bunch of kids, like adopted kids, that he was a great father to. Supported all these people and did anything for anybody. It was funny as shit. So his daughter, I just finally met her, and she's like 30. She's a dog walker. She walks, um, she said she walked six miles today. She's a talented, you know, we have all the same hobbies. She likes, um, dogs, and she likes, she's picked out the type of dog that she goes, you think, I feel like you'd be a a lab. (laughs) I knew it. She goes, I knew it. I figured you'd be a lab, Labrador owner. Like, oh, I wonder what's that all about. So what percentage of the time do you think you're right with these? Because she's a dog walker professionally. So about 60-70% I can pick the type of dog that somebody owns. And uh, she's into ukuleles, and she's into nature and hiking and um, all kinds of cool stuff. So it's nice to talk to people that have similar hobbies. Um, uh talk to a bunch of people about kids going back to school and about um, you know what that's going to look like and uh, you know, I talked to a friend uh, I talked to some people about that theme of yesterday's podcast, the blame game thing right, I'm really disturbed by just our inability to cooperate with one another you know, everybody has a story of somebody that they know who's immune compromised or more vulnerable, and I think that we says a lot about a person how they treat the most, the least among us. You know, what about the the most fragile among us, the elderly? You know, the sick, the poor. How do we take? How do how do we treat these people? You know, some might say we treat them too good. We can't put this life on hold for these people. You know, for a fraction of our population. I just feel like to show mercy and to show compassion. Those are. Those are strengths. Strength is not crushing an enemy. See them driven before you and listening to the lamentation of the women. Strength is helping people, lifting people up, I think. Certainly can't let people walk all over you, but, you know. So, it's an interesting time to me. It's an interesting time in America. Um, I feel like there are all these stories about the foundations of our society and, you know, I talked a while back about um, the documentary America by Ken Burns and he gives you a really thorough but, you know, know, once over, once through 
to remind us of all the things that took place, the first settlements in America, etc. And then where, what happened from there, and we settled, and we Indians, and killed all them, and Revolutionary War, Civil War, and on and on and on up. Development, technology, all, you know, locomotives, you know, how Lincoln was instrumental in, in developing the locomotives and and that, that's one advantage we had over the South in the Civil War and all these things that you might have learned at some point in time but you forgot about. I think they're important to uh, to revisit. Anyway, all these stories about, you know, they, they, he didn't sugarcoat shit, Ken, in his documentary. He told it, you know, he told some harsh truths about, you know, how we killed each other in the Civil War and we are often gods and assassinations of presidents and, you know, uh, racial segregation and you name it, man. He, he, he tackled all that. We also tackled some of the great things we did, you know. But um, we've always been a fiery society, but for many years when we had enemies that we were, you know, we, we, we needed to, we were unified around our hatred for whatever. The Viet Cong, the uh, North Vietnamese, or North Vietnamese, the the North Koreans, the um, the Taliban, you know, the Saddam Hussein, uh, Manuel Noriega, all these people, these villains, the fucking Pol Pots of the world, all these people that we are the Adolf Hitlers and the Joseph Stalins and the Mussolinis, all these folks that you can, we we have been taught were villains, and many of them, I'm sure, if not all, were in their own way, but we always tell this story about, you know, how we were so great, so many, we were, so many odds, we were at odds often, but we had to come together in order to achieve greatness, and we, you know, did all the stuff against the odds, and, and had to work together. So, I just feel like it's times like these when everybody's at each other's throats and there's so much misinformation. It's really off-putting. It's really, it flies in the face of all of our advancement, of all the wonderful things about this country. A country that I love. I'm proud to be an American. But there really are some dumb motherfuckers. There really are some folks who just thinking of themselves and their whatever, their own needs, their own their needs are going to be fulfilled if it comes down to me or you it's going to be me and I think that that, you know, at some point in time it does come down to that, right we've got things that we love and we don't want to lose and, you know, we we want our opportunities and we I I love all the things in America, I'm, I'm cool with our our nation and our leaders and our military and our politics, um, keeping America competitive, you know, economically, industrially, technologically, socially. I want us to do the right thing, and there's a lot of times that we really try to do the right thing, and I think that sometimes we don't try hard enough. It seems to be one of those times where there's a lot of people that are just really the ugly side of them comes out and I mean I don't know I'm sure that some of my podcast episodes are 
are easier to listen to than others. You'd rather hear me telling stories about me carousing around Eastern Europe and getting hammered in, in bars and having adventures with my buddies. I could tell those stories too. I'm just, we're all dealing with this right now. So I guess I just want some people, somebody to say, yeah, it's, I feel the same. You know, don't bullshit me, but acknowledge that there's a problem so that we can overcome it, right? Like the blame game is a shame when people are, they're just, they can't make the right decision. They don't want to. They don't want to mask their kids up so that maybe we can save somebody. It might not be you. It might be not be your family whose immune system is flourishing um, or everybody's vaccinated. It's going to be somebody else. You know, if we lose one teacher or one custodian or one kid's grandma because we passed this fucking thing around and thumbed our nose at the odds, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a real tragedy. And conversely, we also can't shut things down and live in fear and all that. We're pissed. We're angry. We're confused. We're trying to understand things. We are, you know, there's a, you hear it from every angle that, again, environmentally, socially, economically, we are stressed. You wonder how much you can take, you know, you wonder how much people can take before something really calamitous occurs. So, I don't want us to live in a fucking dystopian world. I want us to rally and to read the plays and figure out how to win. Figure out how to succeed on our mission. And and work together to do this. I mean, this is what every sports team, Olympic competitor, team, NFL, NBA, you name it, whatever your forte is in sports, this is what people expect. This is what teams are trying to do. We need to build the best team. We need to train our asses off. We need to be injury-proof ourselves. We need to have a deep bench so that somebody gets hurt. We can put somebody else in. It's equally as good. We need to strategize to win in the long game. We might lose some battles, but we're going to win the war, right? So we need to kind of work together and think of ourselves as this team. Everybody, you know, and the team is diverse. You're not always going to agree, but I mean, what is it going to take before we're like, hey, I guess we need to work together. I don't want us to be feeling like, wow, if only we would have, um, you know, thought better. If only we would have, you know, listened to the angel on our shoulder instead of the devil. If only we would have reached out to people and done done the hard deed, the hard, made the hard decision to to be constructive rather than destructive. Sometimes it feels like you want to destruct, right? You want to just break things. And resisting the tendency to break things is what it's all about. You know, what can make the difference? A good meal, a hug, you know, good night's sleep. Somebody telling you how they care, that they care about you, giving you some encouragement rather than, you know, filling you with some bullshit conspiracy theories and all this other crap, you know. 
the world depends upon the reasonable man and woman and child. We need to do the right thing, get through all this stuff. And we can. How great would it be if we could, you know, years later look back and be like, oh, those were tough times. We got through it, guys. And it got seemed like we're hoping it was going to be over in a week end, and then in a week, and in a month, and a year, and, you know, it took five years before we finally uh, emerged from this very tough time. We all had to sacrifice, but we made it, and our society is better, the world is better. We need to resist the temptation to break things. We all feel like that sometimes. We want to lash out, want to hurt somebody, we want to take what's ours, we want to, you know, fuck talking anymore, we want to take what I want, I'm going to, I'm going to win this argument, I'm going to, you know, screw the Republicans, screw the Democrats, you know, just uh, our side, it's us against the world, right, so, look, I'm, in closing, I got a buddy, again, talking to so many people every day, it's great, I talked to another friend, I uh, was talking about the difference between um, tells it. There's a, an instrument, uh, br- um, something Myers Briggs type indicator. It's basically a personality test, and she said that she was uh, a um, introvert, and that she was out visiting some friends out in the west, and they were sitting on a dock on a lake, and she would go in and. And uh, after they just want to talk, talk, talk. And she is like, okay, I'm going to go in and read a book. That she gets energy by being alone, whereas other people get energy by talking. And it's interesting because I read a book, or a quote, sorry, last night uh, by Jordan Peterson. And he said, he's a psychologist. PhD, you know, well-known, smart fucking guy, he said, you know, that the way people think is they, they think, they, they organize their thoughts by talking. So sometimes people, they just need to get it out. That's how they, they, they ruminate and illuminate on an issue, and they talk about it in order to come to an understanding uh, their own understanding, not only to express themselves and make an assertion like this is the way things are, or this is, a, is you know, they, they're they also hearing themselves talk. They're talking to hear themselves talk. They want to be heard. They want to also organize their thoughts. So it's a constructive process. Literally, they're building their their ideas by expressing them, by by verbalizing them. That, what that means to me is that a lot of people, they don't even have a concept. They don't even know what, they're th- what they think before it comes out of their mouth. Think about that. How many people do you, do you know somebody who talks a lot? Oh, my wife, she just talks a lot. I always give my wife grief because, uh, well, I mean, it was kind of a, just an ism, just a running joke that at, at the big family uh reunions or even dinner. We used to go to her parents for dinner and her brothers and her, everybody come over and we'd have a beautiful Italian meal. It was great. The togetherness was awesome. I loved it. 
now, but I would so say that I'd be the guy out by the wood, the wood line. I would be, um, I would be just looking into nature and hanging out with the dog. Maybe the dog needs to go take a piss. I'm going to go out there with her and hang out. I just take a deep breath. I don't want all the cackling and the talking and it's, it's wonderful, all the love. I, I enjoy it. I, I, I love it. I appreciate it. But it's not really my thing to, to like kind of go on and on and on talking. I'm a quiet guy, and then all of a sudden I'll, I'll be taking it all in and I'll say something that I think is, you know, that there's some wisdom to it. There's something, you know, thoughtful. But I'm not the guy who just talks, I think, inside, and then when I... I have deliberated on something. I'll, uh, I think I can sound halfway intelligent. I'll, I'll say it. I, and I guess you could think about this podcast the way that I, I talk about my day and, and some things that conversations I had and stories that I have to tell. I'm really taking stock of of my ideas, my thoughts, what's in my mind by expressing myself. There are a lot of occasions when I talk and I'm learning something, like I'll say something, I'm like, ooh, that's actually really good. And I hear I'm looking at this quote that I, that I pull off the internet that is like really good, you know, explains how we organize our thoughts by speaking. And so we can forgive people, you know, when it's like, you also might have heard, you know, the way when somebody speaks, like people were on Trump, and I was on Trump, about like he always brash and winning and, you know, bigly and all these little isms where he just, every time, everything he talks about, oh, this is the best, the best. They're really, he's, you know, this general's the best, you know, he's number, he's really good. The best there is. Everything is like super duper. He's trying to, you know, in, express an idea in his own mind, like, I'm going to make, I'm gonna, I have to sell this, this is like, it's not just good, it's awesome, it's huge, you know, or if something's bad, he, he attacks it, you know, he's attacking it in his mind, he's trying to, you know, convey, put together this concept, put together this, this case against somebody who he doesn't like or he perceives as a threat, and say, oh, there, you know, you'll disparage their name or come up with a, a ridiculous nickname or something like that, like something that a child would do, you know, or a bully would do. This is how, you know, not just talking, that's their mind. That's a person expressing themselves, trying to determine, the fuck are you, what the fuck are you hitting me with the high beams for you, Peter. Um, so, these are people that are thinking. They're expressing themselves as part of a constructive, um, you know, like a building their thoughts. What are my ideas? What am I thinking? What, what, is, what is it about this issue? If I talk about it, maybe I can get it out. Maybe I can uh, describe what I'm feeling or what my, what my 
position is on a particular issue. So, interesting, you know? Finally, I want to mention, um, I talked to a friend today who is hot and cold with social media. You know, I've shared my thoughts on it. You know, I basically just, if you're an asshole, if you're always talking about yourself, or you're always sharing something that I perceive as annoying, I'm just going to hide you. I don't mean anything by it. It doesn't mean I hate you. It just means that I'm not into that, and I would rather whatever. You know, look at motivational quotes or beautiful scenery, a bunch of pages that I liked that have to do with scenery, you know, beautiful places. It'll be a river, it'll be a stream, a, a, a seasonal image, you know, about the autumn or summer or some tropical locale, somewhere you can like take it in and be like, wow, visualize yourself being there. And I think that that's awesome. But, uh, you know, so I was talking to my friend, and he, he's a little bit older, and he doesn't like social media, doesn't like Facebook, because he feels like there's a lot of people that are phony balonies, and they kind of dress everything up. It's like they're, it's, it's like they're all this window dressing that's supposed to be their lives, and they depict themselves as shiny, happy people with beautiful families and great careers, and everything's good, and it makes him feel bad because on some level he doesn't feel good like that like I don't know it's I don't think it's like a keeping up with the Joneses thing but just takes it as 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 superficial and like false exuberance false positivity and I can understand that turning some people off and I think that I think maybe it's the the pages that this person would like or subscribe to that would, you know, would provide an echo chamber. So maybe you look up people from that you knew growing up and and they all paint the picture like everything's wonderful. But you feel like, wow, I don't necessarily feel like that in my life. I've had some failures. I've had some ups and downs or whatever. And this person is very successful. But he said it just makes him feel bad. And he finds it disingenuous. I understand that. Um, but I, I have to defend my my feelings about social media. Because I kind of feel like... Like I said, like there are redeeming aspects to it. It's just that, you know, if you get on there and you, and you want to be looking up political memes and, you know, kind of like all, all the things that you like, but, or, or, and and you want to, um, you want to make fun of things that that other people do, and you're like measuring yourself against other people that feel differently, or you're fighting with them, it's going to be exhausting. Or if you're always looking at what somebody else or their pictures of their family and, and look at all, you know, all this stuff, um, it's going to turn off some people. They're going to be resentful. They're going to be jealous. They're going to be... It's not their thing. It's not my thing either. That's why, again, I, I carefully edit my page 
And who knows, I might piss somebody off who doesn't want to see my stuff. I like a bunch of, like, atheist and agnostic pages. Because I think some of the, uh, the little memes and slogans are funny. Because I think that religion is a necessary thing for societies. But I think that mankind has used it as a, a sword, you know? They're, we've fucked it up. We've corrupted it and fought over it. And it's just been untold bad that has come out of religion. And there's some great things, too, I'm sure. I just kind of find it's not my thing. So no offense to anybody, <clears throat> but I don't believe... I don't believe in supreme beings. I don't believe in a grandfatherly, you know, male uh, God who did whatever, man. Fucking sent his son down to earth to die for the sins of mankind because we were so very nasty. And we are nasty. Like, we could use something like this. That's maybe the tragedy of it, is that we could use some sort of sacrifice like that if it would mean cleansing us of our sins and people being a little bit more reasonable. But I don't feel like it has worked, (laughs) you know? If that is what the idea was, it hasn't worked. Like, we need maybe do it again. Do it, like, once a year or something like that, a sacrifice. Look at my fucking... Imagine that. Damn basketball hoop falling down the yard. What a piece of shit. So anyway, these are the things that I ponder. Uh, that was just an aside. That's just the way I feel. So maybe, you know, that's that's what I... It's my little guilty pleasure on there. I kind of laugh at some of the memes that are talking about uh, people who... Uh, are using their their religion to as a way, as a uh, leverage to um, you know make fun of other people or or leverage for getting ahead at the expense of other societies or people who believe differently. Um, I guess I'm doing that in a way myself. I wouldn't say I'm an atheist, but I believe in nothing. I'd be a nihilist, right? But I don't believe in the stories of Jesus and uh, Muhammad and Noah and um, fucking Zeus and Horus and Persephone and Poseidon. I don't believe in all these stories. More than that, they're stories. See, I love stories. I just don't think we should take these things literally. I think that we, when we grow up, we should stop, you know, cease the tendency to ascribe to nursery rhymes. You know, I just think they're stories. And they're supposed to teach us something. And a guy like Joseph Campbell, you know, he's a guy that I would listen to. Somebody that interprets these stories, these allegories, and helps us make sense of them and use them, put them to some kind of use. 
something constructive rather than destructive. But my friend, so in closing, my friend is having a tough time. Went on Facebook, didn't last, but a few, you know, a couple weeks. Um, doesn't feel like it's the best way to um, express himself. And talked about a little bit, shared a little bit about how it doesn't make him feel good. You know, when he sees all these people on there that are, he thinks most probably are, you know, putting up a facade that it doesn't make him feel good about himself because, you know, he's had some struggles, as we all do. And I just said, my, my answer to that was that everybody is a facade and some, and, you know, failures behind that and frustrations and sorrow and anxiety and depression. Everybody's got these, you know, self-doubt. If you're not, then there's probably something wrong with you. You know, but um, hey, there's nothing wrong with picking and choosing your means to communicate with people. I'm just saying, like, I would encourage anybody if you need to talk, sit out on the fucking dock and talk in order to think, in order to get your um, organize your ideas, organize your mind, and you know, be heard. I'm gonna listen to you. And if you're the type of person who wants to go inside and read a book and, you know, hide away from the noise and people just talking to, in some cases, hear themselves speak, then do that <clears throat> on both of those people. If you're the type of person that needs to go online and share your every workout success, um, every run you do, every uh, workout you do, you need to do that because it's accountability and it's something like to, you know, you're obviously um, building uh, some success there, building a trend in a positive way. Some people are going to look at that and say, oh, this person's always telling me about their CrossFit workout or about or what they did in DDIP or the miles they ran or, you know, the race that they ran. I don't need to see that, you know. Maybe they feel like they're a failure because they're not in shape or they've gotten out of shape or they <clears throat> hate you because you're beautiful, whatever the fuck it is. That's okay. People are going to feel different ways. I have no problem with somebody behaving in any of these ways I guess the key to all this is just like to me just try to understand people try not to misunderstand people I mean does that make sense to you when I say when I read that quote about how, how people need to speak they need to verbalize what's on their minds so that they can organize their thoughts and actually come up with a uh, you know solidify their ideas it's like it's like a you know writing a rough draft or something like that, and so maybe we can excuse people for not knowing everything or not or or being rash or being jealous or being callous or being compassionate or being emotional because people are thinking out loud. So give people a fucking break.
All right. Dinner time. Love and respect. Huh!